Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm in a very grey and cloudy Manchester. Uh, it's a few hours before Manchester United play Ball in the Champions League. It's good to be back in the Champions League. This podcast is sponsored by RedArmyBet.com. Check out the website for latest decent odds and offers. I'm in the Tollgate pub in Old Trafford. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, it's a 15, 10, 15 minute walk down to the ground. I've been sat in here for an hour. Every song has been Manchester classic and as soon as I've started recording this, it's slipped into like a bit of older. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be hearing from now on, but you've missed some good tunes and maybe there'll be some of our decent ones coming on. I'm sat around the table with a group of lads who are doing their very best to help the atmosphere at Old Trafford. It's topical at the moment because Jose Mourinho is coming out and being quite critical of the atmosphere at Old Trafford. He probably doesn't understand the nuances of what's going on, why the atmosphere isn't as good as it could or should be, and there are many historical reasons, one of them being that when the Stratford M was ripped down, uh, Martin Edwards put a block of executive seats in the middle of the Stratford End, and I've told him consistently to his face that he did the wrong thing, and we will agree to disagree on that for a, a long, long time. But there are lads who are trying to do uh, bits in different parts of the ground and the lads who sit in J-stand uh, put loads of effort in over the last couple of seasons. They make brilliant flags, uh, not just the red, white and black tricolours, but handmade, some really good imaginative artwork that goes into them and some of the people I'm sat with are, are, are responsible for that. Some of the best chants of recent years have come out of J-stand, but it, it's a struggle and Jose Mourinho has a point and it frustrates people who try and get the atmosphere going and it frustrates me as a Manchester United fan because I travel around the world watching football and I can be at a second division game in, in Italy or Argentina and it's miles louder than Old Trafford and it pisses me right off and it makes me envious and I wish there was a solution for Old Trafford and I've heard all the arguments over the years, I've written about them many, many times. I've heard arguments about the acoustics, and yet one of the loudest grounds I've ever been in was Besiktas when there wasn't even a roof there. But the people I'm sat with are well-intentioned. They want to do, um, they want to improve the atmosphere. Mark, tell us what, what you're doing this season in, in J-Stand. What's your, what are your intentions? Um, well, the intentions are to well, the, the, the ultimate goal is to get Old Trafford back to where it was some years ago. It hasn't done that, we know that. Um, and we've got a number of uh, initiatives that we've kicked off with a, a group of six, of six lads, but a wider group of up to 300. There's visual improvements, so bigger, better, well, not better necessarily because the flags are good, but bigger flags, more varied flags, maybe even a large surfer flag. The murals, which some people have seen, the Robson mural, and um, seven players that we're going to get in there to make the concourse feel a bit more like home. But ultimately, it's the noise that we want to improve. And we're speaking to the club about how we can do that. We've got certain ideas of how we think that should happen. The club have got some restrictions and their own ideas of how they think the atmosphere can be improved. And on, on that latter point, we are poles apart. They think potentially a band and fan zones might work. We know that that's not what we want. It is for some people to go to Old Trafford, but it isn't for us. We want to create the atmosphere naturally. We want to grow it organically in terms of the volume of people involved. 
but um, that's where we've kind of not hit an impasse but that's kind of where we've got a bit of a hurdle at the minute we believe that we almost need to create a mini J within J because there are too many people in seats at the minute who don't contribute they bought a ticket on the day they don't know that Jay stands a singing section or you know I've said the, said the dreaded words there it's going to uh, kill me for that but there are people in there that don't know why they, sh- they, that they should be singing and there are also people that are in there who wanted to go in there to help who just aren't helping that's, that's kind of harsh but it's, I think it's fair so our view is that if we can get a block of us in the middle of J of X number let's say three to five hundred and then start to grow that outwards it might then start to have the impact around the ground and you're up against a wall of cynicism you're up against some United fans who want it to fail they hate what Old Trafford's become they don't go to games anymore and they don't ever want it to be successful you're having to deal with the club as well I was in Jay for the Chelsea game there were tourists in there taking pictures gawping at you and I'm thinking how on earth have you got tickets but there are still some good initiatives happening Steve one of the things I was impressed with was um, the Brian Robson mural which was done by Bandit Nana it opened for the, before the first game of the season underneath J stand what's the story behind that did you raise money because the artwork's fantastic isn't it and Robbo came in there to t- tell people who aren't familiar what happened there yeah so as uh, Mark explained it's been a group of us who've been trying to get like um, the atmosphere going again and one of the ideas through this was to try and raise some money between us all and Jay. Um, everyday matchgoers, as I said, is about a good core group, 250, 300 people within Jay, that mini kind of Jay section. And we've all been coming in, tenner a month, 50 quid a month. Some people donating 100 pound a month. And um, we, we raised a fair bit of money, just over three and, a, three and a half grand. And then, you know, we just kind of said, well, we've all raised this kind of money together we want to do something inside the ground to make it feel like it's ours so let's put it to a to a vote of what players we should have and what kind of mural and it's, it's all come from that so it's been a democracy the whole way through so we've done votes for what players should go on and also what artwork should go on and that's how Robbo came about that was the one moment that stood out for a lot of people in Jay was that was that moment and what was it like Robbo when he came in it was brilliant to see like one of your idols there coming into where where you the stairs where you walk up every time to go to a game and on a match day and see his artwork there but then see him come in and him chanting United 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 you know it was it was just a brilliant atmosphere and you know Jay Stan was rocking there's been a few videos that have gone out about it but before that game you know Jay Stan was was bouncing in the concourse and it felt like a bit of an away day because I think everyone was a bit kind of like really proud of what we'd achieved in over the last few months you know just amongst ourselves without the I know the club like gave us permission to do it but really it was ourselves who'd organised it ourselves who paid for it it was a bit of kind of like you know right this is what we've done and to see a legend like Robbo like appreciate it and sing United songs amongst us it was amazing got to be organic and it's got to come from within but also you've got to deal with the club and I think one of the things they did was reduce the price of drinks by half at the last game if you got in early was was that a gimmick or did that actually work well it was an idea we've been plugging for a long time since we um, some of the lads have had the meetings with the club was to be able to get the atmosphere going we need to get people in there 
but why would people want to get in there if, when they get in there the drinks are extortionate so we've been saying it for a long time at the club and you know it was a gimmick but unfortunately you know the club changed the rules of what the, the kind of the goalposts of where we wanted it to be we wanted it to be cheap drinks until kickoff and they they changed it you know to an hour beforehand it was a gimmick but at the end of the day the the, the concession bars in the J they sold out of beer twice before kickoff and that was if the drinks at normal prices so it clearly works if you want to get the fans in the ground that you're going to make your money uh, and it's going to get the atmosphere rocking Neil you're responsible for some of the flags which look brilliant when did you decide tell me the process do you make them what goes on here how does how do these flags go from being an idea to being raised on a flagpole in Jaystan? I ended up being off sick for about four weeks and I got told to start doing the idea just to fill the time to get me mind round going back to work but it just from doing one it took off that I'll get in orders at the minute I've got three on the table to do and I I'm waiting for material to turn to get them done for Saturday. But you must have had a talent for it. I couldn't make a flag. I don't. I wouldn't know which material to wear. I know lads who've done it in the past. But have you watched your background? No, I'm an electrician by trade, and I manage rewiring council houses, and that's about it. But my wife's the one that does the sewing. Right, that's what I was right. There, there's the answer that I'm looking for. Yeah, all right. So, I, so, cut, I cut shapes and materials out, stick them onto. Uh, the virtually iron back onto the base flag and then you get your picture that com- comes out of it really but it's a proper cottage industry here i've got this image of you both husband and wife you cutting the shape she's sewing it all together thing is for every flag i do i i, I always said i don't want to make any money out of it so they're all done at cost and how much is cost cost per flag's 18 quid and i charge between 25 and 30 quid the money goes in a pot for one holiday a year that me and her have together and that's it. So. I think you deserve it. To, to, what's your favourite flag that you've done? The everyone, be, just because of him retweeting it after you passed it on to him. That made give it a proper buzz on The area. Patrice one? Yeah. I reckon he could get him in uh, J-stand. I've told him all about you. He knows about it. In fact, the way he's fucking playing at the moment, it might be sooner rather than later. I hope you're not listening to this, Patrice, because I've got to see him in a couple of weeks. So, he will, he will do. He, he loves it, and he, he properly, like, understands. He's in Marseille at the moment, which is a great club with a brilliant fan culture themselves, and the noise that they create is incredible. Uh, Rick, you're an important part of, of what's going on. How do you feel when you see Jose Mourinho making comments about the, the, the atmosphere at, at Old Trafford? I think um, probably like most United fans, a bit of a... you agree with him, what he's saying. And then, probably said that maybe seasons to seasons ago, I'd have been totally on side with what he's saying. And I am actually on side with what he's saying. But bottom line is, he doesn't realise or chooses not... I mean, let's take it in, in context. What he's saying, he's saying it, to get a reaction that's all it is but if, you, if you're going to be serious about it and start accusing us of not doing our part then you've got to understand why we're not doing our part there's a lot of people in, in Old Trafford who choose to sit on their hands because it's easier because the option are, options are you get your photograph taken and looked at by all the tourists or you get thrown out so the reality is we want to do our part but our hands are tied by the club that's, that's the reality unfortunately why do you think the atmosphere is so flat at a lot of big English football grounds when 30 years ago English football culture was was copied and envied. Has society changed? 
because some of the best atmospheres I experience are in countries where there's social disorder, you know, where the economy is not good. If you go to Argentina or Greece or southern Italy, and I might be talking out my arse there, but I travel around a lot, and where does the most order and... But then again, you could throw that back at me and say, well, Germany's not doing so badly as an, as, as an economy. And yeah, well, I think Germany, Germany's a bit of a... Uh, I don't know if it's not the right word, it's kind of red herring maybe, because they are... Um, it does appear like it's got a lot kind of when you look at the Dortmunds the one everyone holds up and it, and it looks chaotic it looks loud and vibrant end of the day it's very organised yeah. and they are they are working within really probably tight parameters I don't know but I imagine they are yeah. so it's a bit of a when you go compare that to Argentina I mean I'm no expert but that's a different kettle of fish that, that's all terracing and that's mobs of people just with fireworks having chaos it's a different thing and the fans have almost got too much power there because yeah, I, th- I think it's a fear if you play badly yeah. you're going to get a visit at the training ground and your car gets Get smashed yeah. up. I'm like, no, that's not a good yeah. thing. Well, no, it is a good thing. No, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. It's terrible. I, I spoke to um, Roberto Di Matteo about when he was at Lazio, and uh, he told me a story about he'd had a few bad games. They turned up at the training ground. They said I had to go and speak to these ultra leaders yeah. and find a common ground where I agreed to try harder. <laughs> it's bizarre, right. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going down to Carrington and. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you wouldn't even be able to get anywhere near currency. No, that's the difference. No. I mean, the bottom line is, our, our, like I say, our hands are tied by the law and by the club. You know, essentially, that, that's the bottom line. The people, once you get you get past that stage of, of the majority misbehaving, if you like, for want of a better word, in, in, in that style, then the majority start to behave, the majority start to conform and sit down, and suddenly you're the, you're the odd one out. So it's just human human nature, you know. People, if if you're in a mob of people and everyone's behaving, then you're not going to stand up and and, uh, and be different. But if everyone's, you know, uh, you know, acting up and being noisy and you know unpredictable, then yeah, you're likely to do that as well. So maybe it's society, but I, I think really it comes down. To, the bottom line is. Um, they don't like the fans having power. I think you hit the nail on the head when he said about power. Because clubs and the government were absolutely delighted to have an opportunity to stamp it out. And it all happened within weeks after Hillsborough. That's when it started. Not even that, I don't think. And oh, they weren't at United. And I saw Martin Edwards a couple of weeks ago, as I said. And I said, why did you do the Stretford then? And he tailed off at the end and said, and, and that was the area where there'd been problems. It was about control. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just about money, it was control of the, yeah. the most boisterous fans. However, United are starting to shift their stance on their attitude to safe standing. What's your yeah. view on that? Would you welcome that at Old Trafford? Yeah, of course I would, yeah. The thing about safe standing is that um, it's, def- it's definitely a good idea, but if it's not managed right, then essentially, put it this way, in J-Stand, for four years we've had safe standing. We've got seats, there's a few sit on them, 99% of people don't. So we've got safe standing. As a model, doesn't work on its own. It's not enough because basically people still come in at Tories, they sell the tickets on the Tories, all this thing. That must really piss you off because yeah, I saw some people sat next to me in J standing in April and uh, they'd come from, from Israel and I said, how did you get your tickets? And they'd obviously paid a lot of money for them and he was a nice lad. But I was thinking, you know, and he, he was quite keen to join in, but I saw other people there who, who were just gawping. Yeah, they were just tourists. It's not, it's not a new thing. It's not a new phenomenon. It's no surprise. I mean, everyone talks about the, the uh, day trippers and tourists. It's not like a... No, nobody's surprised it exists anymore. But 
It's, it's, it's really difficult in J-Stand because everyone supposedly moved in there to make an effort. The club said, right, if you're in that, everyone knows the story about the trial and everything else. And it was great and it worked. And then all of a sudden, what happens is people get lazy, people get placed, and whatever reason, they get greedy maybe. And they think, right, I'll go to City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham and Chelsea. And the rest of it, I'll, I'll sell them on. So, we, you know, we're stuck with it. So we're so standing. That's going to be the same thing unless the club consult us not I don't mean us five six here I mean the people who know what they're talking about yourself people like that and actually consult us and say how's it going to work and we come up with some radical ideas then you just going to end up with you know 15,000 standing people and 10,000 of them will be Japanese tourists because they'll be coming to be a part of this amazing friend experience TM with a free burger and half price coffee but only for half an hour up to the game it's not just J stand is it There's, there are some good vocal areas in, inside Old Trafford, the Stratford end can come alive and much as a write off the atmosphere, there are games, especially night matches, where if Manchester United are chasing a match, you get that roar and it is fantastic and sometimes I will bring people to Old Trafford for the first time, I promise they're not tourists, and they're like, wow, this is brilliant. This and sometimes it's a bit lost on me because I don't think it is brilliant because I'm only associating atmosphere with sort of organised fandom and, and flags and the whole end bouncing. But the roar of Old Trafford, that English roar, the fact that every seat in the stadium has been taken, that's positive as well. Acoustics? People in Stretford End say they can't hear you. Yeah, Sorry, you, you, well, no, either of us, but how, how, how bad were the acoustics against Barcelona in 2008? They, they were fine, it, weren't they? They were absolutely fine. And, and Jose said against Borough last year there were 75,000 people on the pitch, and he also, I thought it was a, a really good line, he said, when Old Trafford wants us to win, we win. So, and, and that's maybe a more natural thing whereby, we're, like you say, we're up against it, we're playing a big team, we're trailing, it's a kitchen sink. So that just proves that when people have got that people have got the right reason to do it, they'll do it. We need to make that right reason a natural one to be every week because they're at the match and not because something's happened within the game or we're playing a team that makes us want to do that naturally or other people want to do that naturally. So yeah, I think I think we, we seem to get more sick than anybody else for a shit atmosphere, probably because we've got the biggest ground. Um, but there are very few grounds I would I go to now. Um, whereby you could you, you come out and go that was a great home end atmosphere I think Palace have had a good run Stoke had a good run in the early days of the Premier League um, I don't know what Newcastle sounds like now but it looks great in terms of behind at the Gallagher Newcastle they've got their little group haven't they yeah. which is actually quite a big group and they've raised money to buy flags they, they, they've, they've had, had a few runnings with yeah, the club as well. yeah I've, I've had a little wander onto their website and they've raised about 15 grand and it's only a small band of lads that are doing it um, and it seems to be organised and controlled I think for the last the home game before last they had one flag in the Gallagate and it was just a Rafa massive flag but it said one flag today that's it and, the, and you know the reasons why to get behind him the first home game I think it was they had loads of flags so, they, so they've, they've got a mix of flags and a mix of people involved at a smaller level but they seem to be able to control a bigger area um, so you know I guess there's no reason why if they, if, if they can do it then we can I guess with United, we're coming from a long way back in terms of club and supporter relationship. I assume, maybe wrongly, that Palace, Newcastle have less barriers in the way that have uh, either never been there or ours have been formed over time because of 
um, I guess a growing, worsening uh, relationship between us and, and the club for, for, for maybe good and bad reasons. So it is it is possible to get there. It's just we've got probably a longer way um, to go than maybe most. One thing that I quite like what you do is you meet in the toll gate and for some games you all march down to Old Trafford together. What, what goes on there? Is it like a signal that you've all got to drink up? Does that not cause problems? Yeah, it's a... Uh, a call to arms from one of the lads so everyone drink up it's time to go and uh, just trying to get everyone out and normally we do tell people in advance what roughly what time we're trying to leave but uh, yeah it's you know we don't do it every game we just try to do it uh, on the big games or like today champions like, been a while since it's been in champions league do it on the big games big occasions because you know more is less uh, it's just kind of like a rally call rally up to the troops really in a way create an atmosphere on the way to the ground get that going you know into the ground hopefully other other people on their way to the ground see it and as they go into the ground they create a bit of an atmosphere as well um, and that's what it's all that's what it's all about is trying to create an atmosphere within the ground within the ground and that's that's why we do it not to create the noise outside but to create the noise when, when we get into the ground. So, a young man's just trying to escape from the table here. Your dad makes a flag. What's your name? Joe. How old are you? 22. Right, I've, I've deliberately asked you because you're, you're a young lad. Um, you're 22, you're 20 years younger than me. When I was 22, 50 of my mates were going to big European away games and travelling together like Barcelona in 94 and I knew then as a 22 year old lad that the numbers would decrease because people would get married life would take over and, and that's what what's happened what are 22 year olds doing now because I've got a 22 year old brother and he consumes football in a very different way to I did he's, he's not that bothered about going to matches he plays football he watches snippets on, on his telephone or smartphone or whatever they're called these days. What are you and your mates doing? For, for my sins, all my mates are Leeds fans, so a lot, we've got two or three of them that are season ticket holders, but the rest of them are quite happy to watch it on highlights, channels, everything like that. Um, even coming to United here, since I was 17, 16, there were a group of lads and over five years, a lot of them have fallen away already. Why? Um, Travelling, um, different interests, girls, I don't seem to have that problem anyway, so um, I don't know really. Are tickets affordable to a lad of your age? For me personally, it's alright because I've got, I'm a teacher so I've got a decent wage coming in for someone my age, but for a lot of my mates, especially the ones that have got season tickets at Leeds, they save just to go to the football and I think that's especially when you're watching championship I know it's a United podcast but we're talking about Leeds here when they're watching championship football it's a lot of money out of your income and I've totted up like I, I did it in an activity last year in class spend thousands of pounds like a big percent of my income but it's my thing and it's uh, it's just priorities really and I don't think a lot of people have football as a priority at my age anymore probably more things to do as for talking about Leeds we're going to be talking about them a lot more because the next podcast is going to be with James Brown James is a Leeds fan he was the editor of Loaded magazine then GQ magazine and he's a, he's a good talker and he, he did a book this year about five-a-side football and I've not read it because my life has taken over we've got two young children the number of books are, that are readers declined 
but I'm told it's really, really good. So I'm going to go to London on Thursday, and as well as watching Arsenal for work, I'm going to see James, and we're going to do a podcast about Manchester United and Leeds United, because I would love to see Leeds back in the Premier League. I love away days at Leeds, apart from when, when I'm getting a crack. But I think the atmosphere would be superb again. So we'll, we'll speak to James about that. And if you've got any questions, um, send them to me on Twitter at Andy Mitten or on the United We Stand website. But this podcast, just finishing off before I walk down to um, Old Trafford now. What have you got in the pipeline for this season? You just want to continue to grow what you're doing, to do it organically. You don't want it, you know, words like fan zone and singing section, they seem to make you cringe, and rightly so. Even though I've said the word singing section, you're absolutely right, but I'll get a kick in for that later anyway. But you're right. Um, singing section against Real Sociedad was absolutely brilliant. It was, it was mean. And I go to court to prove that if I need to. Carry on, don't I mean, use the word singing section. And, and I, I think that may have been part of the, the problem in the sense that we all just assumed it had worked. And maybe with no not being disingenuous to anybody else maybe we should have had more checks in place as it went along to see whether things were working um, anyway in terms of kind of rest of the season so what, what we've done we, we, we have reached out to other stands and lads in other stands to say do you want to get involved in this do you want to do something similar and it's, it's almost been a strategic move we, we had a Facebook page for Jay we've closed that and it's been reopened under the name of the Tollgate Reds and the idea is to say look uh, wherever you wherever you stand or sit, uh, whatever you're forced to do, come to the toll gate if you want to have a few beers and a crap. But even if you don't, try and get in touch with us because the, the, the aim is to make Old Trafford better. That, that's the kind of main objective. And if that starts in Jay, great. But if it starts in a number of areas, even better. So that, that's the first thing. We're, we're, we're inclusive. We're, we're trying to um, keep the integrity. We're trying to grow it organically. Twitter's a minefield which... Although it's good for some things, it, it might just invite, invite abuse. And you mentioned something before about cynical reds. Somebody put a, a post on United Stand Forum ages ago and said, United, United fans love nothing better to have a go at United fans. And I think because the... I, co- might, have, I might have even written I that. Know, I thought it was you, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but, and, and, and it's not, uh, but we have to be kind of, I guess, for want of a better word, be brave and just go for it. But we need to be inclusive because it's, it's everybody else that will help and make this work so um, we've, we've created a website uh, which is um, theredarmy.co.uk and the information will be supplied through there so people were saying well I'm not on Facebook I'm not on WhatsApp so there's now a website for updates information we'll keep doing the marches because they're a bit of a laugh uh, we'll keep doing the visual stuff because that will help but it's all about the vocal element and we've got to keep the negotiations with the club who at the start been really really encouraging really helpful like I say we're a bit at odds with what we think and what they think however we'll keep having a chat with them and making sure that ultimately we get to where we want to go hopefully away from the toll gate and one of the slight ironies is that is that the atmosphere is better away from the ground and in in the pubs and as I was leaving then one of the lads Feely who he didn't want to be on the podcast as soon as I stopped recording came up with some very good opinions he, he said that 
if you've got a brilliant atmosphere, then away players, they don't want to come to Old Trafford, it intimidates them. And that is so true. I, I speak to footballers all the time. And they really feel it if they're going somewhere where the atmosphere is brilliant. And second to that, he said that it's a positive for the club. Nobody talks ill of the Saint Etienne for their brilliant atmosphere which they created home and away in the Europa League games against Manchester United last season. I was in the mix zone after the game in France and all the players wanted to talk about was how great the atmosphere had been. And I've heard people say, well, yeah, but that was because they were playing Manchester United. It's not always like that. Actually, it's usually very, very good because I spoke to Sergio Romero and he said, I've been here with um, Monaco twice and it was brilliant then. And no, Monaco, that's not like PSG are, are coming into town. I'm just trying to cross the road here and failing badly. There's now, there's now flares going off. And uh, just behind me now, they're letting off a, a big red smoke bomb. That's not the lads I was speaking to, by the way. It's just uh, a group of uh, young United fans who stood outside the toll gate, singing, having a good laugh, having a beer. Isn't that what a large part of going to football um, should be, or used to be? So I'm going to walk down to the ground now and speak to a few more people ahead of the ball game. Stood outside the Bishop Blaze. I'm just waiting for Peter Boyle. He might stand me up. It started to rain. So my, my patience to wait for Peter. He's here. He's come round right, just as I said it. He's just come round the corner. Peter. And, um, He's not got his uh, towel round his neck like one of the podcasts. Right, so I'm with uh, Martin. Martin with this podcast is about atmosphere at United. How young are you now? 55 years Right. Old. What You can remember what it was like coming here in the 70s and 80s. What was it like? Brilliant. Best, best days was when we was useless, when we couldn't win anything. The best times at football. All right, we won a few Premier Leagues and all that, but it's brought the new breed of football fan out. The new breed of football fan for me stands in, in, in the away end at Stoke, underneath the stand, throwing beer on, a, on each other, singing Jose shows us the way to play, the only songs that they know, and then they film it and put it on Facebook. What's that about? And then you get letters from Bob from Barnsley, Bill from Bainbridge, all these people. They're not even Manx at the end of the day. Some of United's best supporters, and you know, are from nowhere near Manchester. Yeah, I know that, but there's a lot of glory hunters now. They don't know. I was stood outside here talking to Ronnie Johnson, outside the Bishop Blaze, and, and Ronnie Johnson was filming, and some lad said to me, oh, what are you talking to him for, what are you getting on TV? I said, do you know who this man is? I went, no, why, who is he? So it's Ronnie Johnson. So he won the, won the treble with United. That, they don't know who played last week, never mind. Two weeks ago. Where, where did you used to stand or sit inside Old Trafford? When I was a kid, I used to get in the scoreboard, sit on the fence. Yeah. And then as I got older, I used to go on the United Road. And what time would you get in the ground? Yeah, we sometimes, sometimes used to have to... I remember one time Tottenham played Tottenham in the FA Cup game. You had to get in at half six because you were fighting to get in the ground because the crowd... That's so what people were getting in a lot earlier. Oh, a lot earlier yeah. How cheap was it to get in? You got going back like when you were kids, but you, you know, if it was a pound or fifty p, it was much cheaper than now. But was it yeah, more affordable than now? Of course, it was. Of course, it was more affordable. Ninety pence straight for ground side. Now, now what is it? Now what they charge? What they charge now? There's a ticket here where they charge you ninety nine pound plus fat, which is one twenty, to sit right up in the gods, and they give you a free program and a cup of coffee. What's but, that about? To be fair, most people aren't taking them, and season ticket prices. Uh, ticket prices, which shot up between 05 and 10, they've stalled. 
they're not going they're not going up anymore yeah because obviously they're making money they're making money out of other things but if they, if they stuck, stuck the prices up would people come you can sit in a boozer and watch every United game on TV you don't have to go to a game all season what do your mates do who used to go do any of them still go nah they go to the pub do they they go to the pub there's no atmosphere here no more you can sit next to a, you can sit next to a Norwegian on one side and a Belgian on the other they don't know anything about the football they don't know anything what's the solution to getting the atmosphere back to where it was or is it gone, it's gone. we need Georgie Best Bobby Charlton Dennis Law and all these Europeans getting millions of pounds not even to be playing here we want all Manchester players I'm not a racist but they're getting millions of pounds they're getting no results we're spending fortunes and we need a good club with some good homegrown players thank you very much for that opinion what's his name Paddy Valentine there's no, there's no, there's no atmosphere. Where's Paddy from? There's no, Paddy, Paddy, Paddy. It's from Hardwick. Oh, okay. There's, there's no atmosphere here now. What it is, like say, it's the same football songs all the time. Three songs. I mean, when I was a kid, you used to go to the match. There was a song, you're going to get your head kicked in. You don't sing anything like that no more. And would people get their heads kicked in? They would do then. Well, what is it now? It's, it's a tour, isn't it? You know, they come down, all these foreigners, they come on a Friday, they do the tour. Tour of the changing rooms, all walking around with these little, what do they call them, lap, lan, lanyards on, but they've all done the tour, all walking around with shopping bags. It's raining, I'm going to walk towards the ground. Go Thank you for you. your time. Say, say, Franny. I'm going to go and see, walking down now, Partridge uh, Street, there's a, a bus full of bar hooligans has been sent down there. And it's, uh, I think the sat nav sent it the wrong way. Just going to see... Peter Boyle. Peter, you're on United oh. We Stand. How are you doing, mate? You just had done a session in the Bishop Blaze. What what went on in there? Uh, to be honest, I got here quite early because uh, I, I didn't tell the wife that when I dropped Bella off at after school club, I was going straight down here. But so she knows now anyway. <laughs> but I'm no, sure uh, your wife listens to every United We Stand podcast. So no, I mean, you honest, just had a good two, two, three hours in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I'm only local and I'm actually off work tomorrow. I've been, been up this morning at like half I'm pretty knackered. And obviously, I know I look a bit haggard. I've done it to record in that video, but uh, it's been all right. it's been okay. I mean, people, he's trying to shoot sort of a new song. He did a couple of new songs about current players, but uh, we're just walking onto Railway Road, Peter, and we're going to come then onto some at Busby Way. This podcast has been about the atmosphere at Old Trafford. I've been in the toll gate. I've been speaking to various lads who are trying to boost the atmosphere in in J Stan. You're synonymous with starting songs at Old Trafford and have been for years. What's the crux of the problem and why is it not as good as it could be? Well, first of all, the difference between the 60s, 70s and 80s was, it's a bit bit of a cliche that it was always rocking. It really wasn't. Nuts County at home, 43,000, era pin drop, the fact that there didn't be many away fans. But but really, but when it was good, like when it really was good, like, one of my favourite clips is Destin Villa Cup game in 77 when I was only about seven and it's often on TV and everyone's swirling the scarves and all that. Clearly, like, people have been priced out. There's not as many, obviously, young people like even your generation a bit younger than me when you used to go together all your mates from school and all that. You can't really do that. And, and sometimes I do think that the acoustics are bad at Old Trafford. However, you follow a lot of European football and Marseille about... I've, I've heard it himself put it on YouTube... 30,000 there, two open ends, and one end of the ground was singing, and the other end, the other end, and they sang back. So, 
if basically if yeah, acoustics can sometimes help or not help, but if enough people are singing, then it will it will it will carry. That, that is the main thing. I do think that the way in Old Trafford is designed better than the other sections for you know because it's not like the idea of Jay Stan being a more vocal. It's not about taking over the Stratford Island. It's about you know boosting the whole atmosphere in the ground. So you know like like when I was kids, Jay Stan gives a song, Scorewood gives a song, and Stratford gives a song. It's about everyone like you know a bit of panic, you know sort of like spurring each other on. That's what it's about. And you know some comments on sort of like on internet social media. You know, you know I'm not saying it, you know I never said it like Ocker Juniors at the start. It has steadily improved. I take some of the on board. It's steadily improved. But people who could have moved in there. Criticising, I say, you've lost, it's like someone who doesn't vote in the election, and you know, and then as I go to the government, to me, you, you know, people, people could have moved and got in there. So, if, if there is some like data be shown or people giving their tickets away, well, that, if, if, you, if they would have had their tickets in there, they could have stopped, like, you know what I mean. And I, what I've really liked is I didn't just want it to be, you know, a control people think, I'm just, oh yeah, people, whoever must do another thingy, and I, I wanted new people to come forward to be to make it and. and it is becoming more vibrant. Even even mate, uh, in, 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 in the in Stratford Ham, uh, you know, he's been a little bit because it's a waste of time. But towards the end of the season, it started obviously the hair as well. It started to get better and better. And said, if it would you know, if it would have been electric at the start and then and then it would have fizzled that people said it, you know, novelties wore off like often it can do. But I love the banners. I love it. I love all the banners and things. Like that. But don't put having banners unless the noise is rising. Yeah, it's a, it, I, I, I'm not against colours. Obviously, me and you have never worn a football shirt since. Well, I've not worn it since I was 13. You since you're like 32. But, <laughs> I was uh, going to get that <laughs> on you before you did. Uh, but, 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 but what it is is that I, I like. Uh, but but where flags are, even even basketball. I don't see anything wrong with that. It's one of the best memories of like Wembley '77 and semi-finals. All the colours. You know, people are too. You know what I mean? Too cool to think they're doing all that. But I just think that it is getting better. It's actually getting better, and these people are, are coming forward. It's a bit of a, it, a bit of a blow sometimes when you know we're trying to you know we're trying to get more old people together for you know, you know, you know, and all that. You know, it's only going to be a, you know a sellout and all that. You know, you know, it didn't happen. This sort of they're going to bring in two thousand ultras looking for you. Your name's on well, the, that's, on the that's 1,964 more than they took to the garden, if anything, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, but no, I mean, I, just, I, I think that, it, I, I, you know, I, 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 I can't stand people criticising when, when they're not prepared to do anything themselves. Like, people on like, things like Red Shoe Forum, I'm going to go, uh, me, I'm going to go, you, I'm going to go, me, probably me, Bob, you, to be fair, and I'm going to go, dressed out and lost. And I just say, these people are volunteers. And if, what, so I just say, well, let's, let's come down to the middle of a meeting, you, you know, to these nameless people. So the, the, the swiping anonymously and yeah, not yeah. chipping in and doing anything I, I, I constructive. Said, oh, maybe you're right, I say, well, let's get down, let's form a new group. And do, do they? Do they show uh, the face? Yeah, hell. No, well, they can, never. They, they, they can spend. 12 hours a day on an issue website but they can't come for an hour to a meeting and put the opinions for you yeah. you know if someone comes up to me now or you know says like as I go constructively you know just in the I, I respect that but people who just do it on like forums and under, you know what I mean under false names I, you know, no respect at all I mean I, I think that it's a uh, I, th I think it's actually gonna it's steadily getting better we can't help if 
some people have bought tickets and are selling them to we can't, we, you know, we have If to, someone's touting yeah, the tickets, yeah. We can't, I mean, and I, I have feared, like, like, like the away games you see them in the Sunday papers with these dodgy agencies, you know, Man United away and all that. Like, when it probably does take off, it's how we stop people saying, singing section, you know, some, some, you know, Sunday people, whatever, on back page, on the Sun and Sunday, get tickets, Man United, Liverpool, in the singing section and all like, that. You've seen adverts saying no, no, I'm, that. I'm saying yeah. that's the sort of thing I think that yeah. could be a problem. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, just, I just think that the criticism, to be honest, is, is largely unfair. It, I'm, not, I'm not saying it can't get better, I'm not saying it can't be improved, but don't knock people, you know, like if, you, if you don't like your local council, you don't like your MP... Do something about it. One thing finally, Peter, Jose Mourinho was critical at Stoke on Saturday of fans singing about legends rather than current players. Have you got songs for most of the, the current players? Well, or is that a struggle? No, no, you know, Paul Pogba, the till recently the most expensive player in the world, he doesn't have a song, does well, he? It, it, or one that's caught on. Well, well that's, that's sort of the thing. I mean, I completely, I agree with Jose about that, right? Because as I've said this before, the pubs, the, the, the pubs are different. Man. Singing about Ollie and Eric and best in the pub. Well, I've been in Jason for him. Why are you singing about best Eric? We're one 0 down to Chelsea, you know, and they're singing about Daglish hanging from a tree, you know, oh, you know, Daglish. From there is three, and he's singing about Eric. We sing about Eric, obviously, when it comes down to Christmas, or, or you know, when he's signed and all that. You sing about your rivals if it's a week before or after you're playing them. But why sing about Jason Park or you know, Jason Park or John O'Shea? You know, Craig Savings when we're, we're you know we're drawing nil nil in a in a you know. I, I don't get it. You know, I, you know, we should be singing Pro United songs. We need more. We need more modern songs about the current players, obviously. But the song should be eighty you know, so, Man United songs and then a few about rivals but unfortunately it's the way I mean I remember about a year after the treble in my bottom corner of J stand and if I tried to sing like from the match of Ruel or forever and ever about under the start it fade out after about 20 seconds if I sang something about if you all like Scouts clap your hands or maybe something about Arsenal's manager the whole standard joining but they should be the ones that you know only a few are like you know so basically, he's right, you know, unfortunately, because it's United, like when Fergie said it or when Keane said it, they highlight it more. But you've seen Liverpool, they play in the walk alone on the tonight, and then it goes quiet for the rest of the game, they're trying to reclaim the cop, he said he don't want any, you know, any uh, non-scouting there and all that. It's lost, it's lost in a lot of ways, Andy, but I think that, you know, we can actually turn it around. I don't, I don't, I don't. Thanks for your time, Peter. I'm going to walk on into the ground now and join, yeah, join up after the match. I can smell chips. Curry sauce. That's about anywhere. I'm stood by the, <laughs> by the urinals on <laughs> Railway Road. And, and there's uh, men selling scarves. It was just farted. And uh, it, it definitely smells that you would associate with football. It's and, it, and, it's, uh, and it's raining as well, so I'll join you after the game. United won 3 0 on a rainy, smoke filled Old Trafford. Uh, ball were quite uh, disappointing. It didn't look like a team who wanted to changed their record of no wins in their previous 10 Champions League matches and only one win in 13 games in England. It was Marouane Fellaini who got the opening goal. He came on after Paul Pogba went off injured. And once again, he was hugely effective, as he has been in almost every game that he's played this season. In fact, when he didn't play at Stoke, United's 100% league record went. And with Christoph and here's Fellaini now. With Christopher, Belgium journalist. Which newspaper do you work for? Uh, Atlas News, the biggest Belgian newspaper. 
What is the perception among Belgians about Fellaini? Are they surprised at how well he's doing for Manchester United or has he always been very popular? Well, he's never been the most popular player. He's the same like here at United. Some, some don't like him, some like him, some see that he's, he's valuable for a team. So he's never been the most popular, but he's useful. And since he's performing well for Belgium, in the national team he's always been scoring goals too he was once at a certain point our top scorer with 15 goals people see that he's very useful and now that he's performing well for United too people start realising that he's not as bad as some think so even yeah there's still people who think he's, he's just not uh, yeah, some people people just like technical players he's, he will never be a Messi or, or a Ronaldo but he has his value in the team and that's what Jose Mourinho always tells too. So. You know him. What's he like as a person? He's really quiet and a shy guy, even. But he can be funny too. He doesn't like to talk. He just likes to work. I, I remember even on a, I did once an interview with him on his day off, and he told me that he went to run on his day off because it's a little bit, little bit like he can't sit still. He wants to do things. He wants to run. But he likes to work hard too. It's with his dad his dad was really tough for him for when he was a kid his dad was a prof- yeah he wanted to be a professional football player didn't make it and then tried to to get his son into football and they were always running around pushing him and yeah he has such a determination that's what you see throughout his career determined to make it never giving up here he was criticized everyone thought he was out but he never gave up he never gives up and Certainly, he always appreci- uh, felt appreciation from the manager and the people around the team, from the other players too. Um, and now that's from what, the fans? From some fans, yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and that's what he likes. And when, when he feels confidence, he does everything uh, for others. Uh, I remember interviewing him uh, at the end, uh, just before the Europa League final, where he just made a literal quote, if Mourinho asked me to break his foot for him, I will do it. And that's, and that's how he is. That's, uh, if he feels confident from someone, he will run through a brick wall. And that's what you're seeing now. Mourinho's always talking about And now you see the confidence he had. You saw it today, back heel at full speed, a, a typical Fellaini goal, and then a nice assist too. So. United now have as many Belgian internationals as English internationals. Romulo Lukaku scored six in six. He's had a great start. Yeah. It's, it's better than I'd expected. I expected him to score some goals, but not six in six. He's missed some chances, but all strikers miss chances. And yeah, he's living on a cloud too. He wanted this chance at the top club. He's now where he wants to be with the manager. He has always liked in a way. They have had, they have had have uh, sometimes the difficulties at Chelsea. They didn't agree on some things, but that happens in life. And at the end. He also saw that Mourinho was right at that point. At the point he was at Chelsea, he was third choice. He wasn't ready for 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 being the first striker yet, and he needed time to develop. And he's done that. And Mourinho has seen that too. Otherwise, he wouldn't have signed him uh, either. So, finally, you watch a lot of European football. You watch a lot of the bigger clubs. What do you make of Manchester United? Is this team, as Jose Mourinho suggests, not quite at the top level? They're not ready yet for... They're not Real Madrid, I think, not Barcelona. 
but they have something. They have that physicality. In the, they have the physicality, physical, physical presence. They have some good players. They have speed. But we'll still have to see uh, against the top teams what will happen. It's difficult to predict. Always, sometimes you think some teams are really good, strong in the Premier League, and then they go uh, go into Europe like Spurs last year, strong in the in the league. In Europe, they were nowhere, even beaten by a Belgian team, which was uh, which was quite remarkable. Gent so. or Genk? I always mix the two. Gent, Gent, Gent. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, you're welcome. That's it for this podcast. United had a decent, comfortable win. And the next game is against Everton at Old Trafford on Sunday. We will have the new issue of United We Stand Out. It's being printed at the moment. Uh, be on sale outside the ground and it'll be in the shops next week. It'll be available to download digitally from uh, Sunday. Uh, if you want to subscribe, and loads of you do, please get your order in by this Friday. Go to uwsonline.com. And the subscriptions have never been cheaper because of the weak pound if you're living outside of the, the UK. And we're going to post all the copies of the printed edition out on Saturday morning. As soon as we get them from the printers, they'll be going out from Manchester. So go to uwsonline.com if you want to order a subscription. Uh, I'll be doing a podcast from uh, Everton at Old Trafford. I'll be speaking to lots of different people. In the meantime, I'm going to go and watch football matches in the north of England, the south of England at um, Arsenal, even further south at Bournemouth on Friday night, then I'm at Bristol City on Saturday and then I'm coming up to back up to Manchester either Saturday night or Sunday morning where I'll be joining you again. Until then, goodbye.